You know, uh, I know it may not feel like it, but fall is fairly close. I mean, let's say right around the corner. Um, you know, last fall, uh, my family and I went to Highlands, North Carolina for the weekend, and we uh, went on a hike. And so we hiked up to this beautiful waterfall. It was a lot of fun. Um, but I have a picture I want to put up on the screen for you. Uh, it's a picture of a hiking trail. It's not the hiking trail we went on, but it's similar. Um, you know, you can see how this trail, you know, kind of curves its way into the woods. And what I want you to do this morning as we look at a verse in the letter to the Hebrews, Hebrews 11 uh, was where we're going to be. I want you to imagine yourself on this trail, okay? I want you to put yourself, put yourself on the trail. And every one of us will hike this trail. And none of us have been to the end of the trail. Okay, we have never hiked this trail before. Uh, we, we've never been to the end of the trail. But we all must hike this trail. And how you will hike this trail will be determined by what you believe is at the end of the trail. I mean, that's going to impact how you go about this hike. Um, you know, when you, when you hike a trail, and this happened to us last year when we went to go hike up to see this waterfall. When you hike a trail in order to um, reach an unseen destination, that is a great example of walking by faith. Think about it. Never been to the end of the trail, but I'm going to start the trail believing that I'm going to end up at this certain place and I'm going to you know, persevere through the trail until I get to the desired destination. Now, that's a great example of walking by faith. And so faith is a belief in something you cannot see based on information. Faith is a belief Based on something, or it's, it's, it's a belief in something you cannot see based on information. And so let's say you're going to hike this trail, like I said, to a waterfall. Uh, when you begin your hike, you cannot see the waterfall. This is all you see. You see the beginning of the trail. You see a little bit ahead of you, maybe, but it curves off into the woods and you don't see the waterfall itself. But you have faith that there's a waterfall at the end of the trail because you have some information telling you there's a waterfall at the end of the trail. Now, the information may be a map that you, you know, got off the Internet or maybe maybe it's some information you received from a hiker that's been to the waterfall and he's told you about this trail. And uh, now you're going to hike the trail for yourself to see, in fact, if there is a waterfall at the end of this trail. So faith is, is believing something in something you cannot see based on information, supported by information. Uh, faith is not jumping into a dark room hoping there's a floor. You know, faith is not a blind leap. Uh, faith is based on information. So the first truth I want to propose is that everyone has faith and everyone lives by faith. Okay, so everyone has faith. Everyone lives by faith. So let's let's wade further into this definition of faith. 
To do that, I want us to look at a great definition that's given by the writer of Hebrews in chapter 11, verse 1. So look with me at this verse. And this is what he says. He says, now faith is the assurance or confidence of things hoped for. The conviction or evidence of things not seen. So the writer is defining what faith is. And he'll go on to define what Christian faith is. But in verse 1, he's given us a great general definition of faith. He says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for. So think back to my, my trail analogy. Uh, you know, when you, what you believe to be at the end of the trail, which you cannot see, is what you're hoping for. That's why you're walking the trail. You know, you are trying to reach what you are hoping for. You know, it's what you, it's what you believe will be at the end of the trail, which is the basis for your hope. Um, and so think about the analogy as applying to life. You know, the trail is our lives. Everybody has to hike it. Everybody has to hike this trail. And at the end of the trail is what happens when you come to the end of this life. So the end of the trail represents where you believe life is headed. Okay? So, so faith is the assurance of that future reality in the present. So it gives you hope. But it's based on some information. But you're looking forward at the end of this trail. And that is really going to inform how you hike the trail. So faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Which leads to the second part of the definition, which is faith is the evidence or the conviction of things not seen. So faith in what is at the end of the trail causes you to hike the trail in a specific way or apply this to life. Faith in what is at the end of life causes you to live your life in a certain way, which produces evidence or conviction for what you believe. So depending on what you think is going to happen at the end of the trail, that will impact how you hike the trail. And it will provide conviction in how you hike the trail. It will provide even evidence to not only yourself but those around you as to what you believe is at the end of this trail. So simply put, what you believe will happen in the future will impact how you live in the present. So going back to the trail analogy, you know, what you believe is at the end of the trail will determine how you approach hiking the trail. So the first truth I propose is that everyone is hiking this trail. Everyone walks by faith. Everyone. Now, we all know uh, that there are various beliefs about what is at the end of the trail. Uh, but everybody has faith. Everybody walks by faith. Everybody is living based on what they think is at the end of the trail. And therefore, everyone is walking by faith. And like I said, now we know everybody has, or there are differing views as to what is at the end of the trail, but yet that does impact how they hike the trail. For example, let's take a hiker who has faith that there is nothing at the end of the trail. Okay? Now, this hiker has never been to the end of the trail. But they have faith that when they get there, there is nothing. 
So this person would be an atheist, someone with a very materialist worldview that the physical world is all that there is. And so she will, she will hike this trail just like the rest of us. Everybody's hiking the trail. But she has faith that there is nothing at the end of the trail. The trail is all there is. There is no destination. And so what is the assurance of things hoped for for her? Well, her faith assures her that there is nothing at the end. Because she believes there's nothing at the end. So that's what she has faith in. So that's given her this assurance that there's nothing at the end. And now this will cause her to hike the trail in two different ways. The first way it may cause her to hike the trail is that because there's nothing at the end and the trail is all there is, she will hike the trail however she wants to. Uh, you know, there is no right or wrong way. There is no... Uh, there is no one that is going to judge her as to whether she's doing it right or wrong or it's good or bad. Everything is relative. And so she's going to hike this trail of life however she sees fit. And it doesn't really matter what anyone else says because the trail is all there is. There's nothing else. So everything ultimately is just relative. And so her motto will be, well, eat, drink and be merry because tomorrow you die and that is it. There is nothing. Okay. So that's one, that's one motivation for her to hike the trail. She could hike it that way. Uh, but there's actually another way that she may hike the trail. Even though she knows there's nothing at the end of the trail, she may want to leave the trail better than she found it for those who come behind her, like her children or grandchildren. So, you know, she went down this steep Decline, and she decides, you know, I'm going to build some stairs there so when my children come down this trail, it'll be just an easier hike for them. But at the same time, she knows the trail is all there is. I mean, there's no destination, and so you're going to hike as far as you can, and I may try to help it make it easier for you, but it's all going to end, and the trail is all there is. We're not going anywhere. It's not a trail to anywhere. So she may end up hiking the trail that way, which just on a side note, you know, if you are an atheist, I would prefer you hike the trail the second way than the first, you know, <laughs> so, so you can go and do that. But, but that's the way you think about it. If there's nothing at the end of the trail, everything is relative. Uh, there's no meaning. There's no ultimate purpose. So either you can hike, you can just say, I'm, I'm just going to do whatever I want to and just live life any way I want, do whatever I want to whoever I want. Or I may make, try to make life a little better for those who come behind me, but ultimately there is no destination that I'm trying to reach. There's nothing at the end of the trail. Another way um, you could hike this trail, let's take another hiker. This hiker uh, believes there is something at the end of the trail. Okay, But this hiker has gathered information from his fellow hikers about what's at the end of the trail. They've been talking amongst themselves. They've even maybe read some things about other hikers, like journals that people have left behind as they've hiked along the way. And they've come up with ideas about what is at the end of the trail. And so these ideas vary from, you know what, when you get to the end of the trail, you actually receive new life, and you begin the trail at the very start, and you hike it again. Uh, some believe that when I get to the end of the trail, 
I will be absorbed into an impersonal force in the universe. Others believe that, you know, when I get to the end of the trail, I'm going to be ushered into paradise. And so this hiker, the second hiker, believes there is something at the end of the trail and that he's gathering information from his fellow hikers to try to figure out what that is. And then he just kind of picks one of these ideas or maybe he makes it. He makes one up himself because he wants to believe there's something he's walking towards. Okay, And so this is another way you can walk by faith. You can believe there's something at the end of the trail by gathering information from your your fellow hikers, so to speak. Remember, faith is believing in something you cannot see based on information. So both hikers so far are walking by faith based on information they have gathered from their fellow hikers or even from their own imagination. Well, there's a third type of hiker that I want to talk about, and it's actually the hiker that the the writer of Hebrews wants us to be. Uh, But before we dive into it, I want you to help me do something. Okay, I'm going to hold up a number behind my back with my hands. And I want you to guess what number I'm holding up between 1 and 10, okay? Can you do that? Are you ready? All right, I'm going to hold a number up, and you you guess which number I have behind my back. Okay, you got it? Got your guess? Okay. How many of you guessed the number 5? Raise your hand. Okay, pretty good. More than I... You guys are pretty good at this. You guys are pretty good at this guessing game. Um, I mean, how did you guess the right number when you could not see the hands behind my back? I think you may have had some help. What do you think? Maybe Floyd helped you. I know Floyd helped you. And the reason he helped you is because I asked him to help you. We coordinate that. We coordinated that ahead of time. Okay, so you're right. The, the number was five. Uh, you know, and so this is the main difference between this third type of hiker and the first two. You know, the first two hikers gathered their information from their fellow hikers, but this third hiker on the trail is gathering her information from someone who has been at the end of the trail, and they've seen it. And then they've shared that information with them. Just like Floyd saw the number you could not see. And he shared it with you. And therefore you knew it. Right? And this is what happens with the third hiker. The third hiker believes there is something at the end of the trail. But what does she believe is at the end of the trail? Well, she believes there is a destination worth journeying for. It's worth the journey. And the writer of Hebrews refers to this destination in chapter 11 this way. He calls it uh, a homeland or a better homeland. Uh, He calls it a better country, a heavenly one. He calls it a reward, a better life. He calls it a city who has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. And so the writer of Hebrews says there is a destination at the end of the trail. And it's the city of God. It is the the dwelling place of God and his people. 
And this, this, this hope for this better place, this realization that that is the destination, is what helped many endure challenges and difficulties along the trail of life. And, and, and really enabled them to continue and persevere in the hike. And this is what we see in the letter to the Hebrews. They were, these, these Christians were experiencing difficulty. And they were tempted to not persevere in the faith. Not continue on to reach the destination that God had promised to give them. And so the writer of Hebrews reminds them of this destination. And reminds them that God has provided this promise to them. And so the writer is telling us that this same destination, this, this city of God, this same better place, this, this same city of God is promised to those who have faith in Jesus today. And so the hiker continues on the trail with this destination in mind. So how did she learn about this, hike, this destination? How did she gather that information? Since she hasn't hiked the trail before, how did she get this insight? Well, it's just like you pick the number without seeing my hands behind my back. You know, someone saw the number and shared it with you. And unlike the previous two hikers who guessed at what was at the end of the trail, this third hiker has faith that there is a specific destination because someone from there has shared it with her. And this is what the writer of Hebrews has been saying throughout this letter. You know, that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, from heaven to earth in the flesh, just like me and you. He took on flesh and became one of us. He lived, he hiked the trail of life in perfect obedience to the Father. He died on the cross, dealing with the main problem that we face in this life, which is separation from God. He dealt with that problem on the cross by dying for our sins. The writer tells us he was raised from the dead. And then he ascended to heaven. And now he sits at the right hand of God. And so Jesus has done all of this, which is the writer's argument. He has done all this so that we can not only know how to walk the trail, hike the trail, but that we know where we're headed. That we know what is at the end of the trail. We know this place, this location, this destination, and we know how to enter that place, enter that destination. You know, Jesus has come to let us know there is more to life than this life. Yes, this life is special and important, but there's more to it. It doesn't just end, but there is more to life than this life. And we've read in the past few chapters that Jesus came to establish a new covenant, a new and greater and permanent agreement between God and humanity. And the terms of that agreement for us are that we receive the terms, the promise by faith. We receive this promise by faith. That is our part in this agreement is to believe in him. Now, remember, faith is belief in something you cannot see. Based on information. You know, the Apostle Paul said it this way in Romans 10, 17. He says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of Christ. Meaning 
Faith is based on information. So whether you're an atheist or whether you subscribe to some other religious idea or whether you're a Christian, everyone walks by faith. And that faith is based on information. The question really is, is the information true? That is the question. You know, hikers one and two base their faith on information from their fellow hikers. But hiker three based her faith on information from someone who has been to the end of the trail from the destination. She, she has based her faith on the word of Christ. And so this is the writer's argument from Hebrews. God has given us a promise that if we have faith in Jesus, then we will gain entrance into the city made with foundations whose designer and builder is God. And this is the promise that Jesus told his followers in John 14. You remember this encounter that Jesus had with his disciples in John 14? When he's telling them that he must leave them. And he tells them that I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would not have told you. So he tells them, I must go to prepare a place for you. This is the promise. That Jesus is preparing a place for his people. So if we have faith in Jesus... He has prepared a place for us at the end of the trail, so to speak. And so if we want to enter that place, we must have faith in Christ. So how do we know, how do we know God is going to fulfill that promise? I mean, how do we know there's going to be that place for us? And this may have been a question the first century Christians were asking that the writer of Hebrews addresses in Hebrews 11. And so the writer submits a long list of God fulfilling his promises to his people. You know, I did a sermon series several years ago on this chapter where I walked through one by one and we looked at each specific character in Hebrews 11. So I encourage you, you can check that out on the website, go track it down. Uh, but I don't have time to go through every one of them here today. But I, what I want you to see, though, is that in every case. These people made life choices based on the promises of God in every case. Sometimes the promise was fulfilled in their lifetime, like Noah. When God promised to flood the earth, he told Noah to build this, the ark. And Noah walked by faith. He did not see the flood yet, but he began to live as if it were going to happen. And he did what God told him to do. And in his lifetime, he saw the fulfillment of that promise. The flood came. Others did not see the fulfillment of the promise in their lifetime, like Abraham. You know, God told him he would multiply his descendants uh, as, as many as the stars are in the sky. Well, he didn't live to see that, but he lived as if it were going to happen. He said, I'm going to give you this land. Well, Abraham never permanently dwelt in the land, but yet he lived as if it was his. He lived as if God was going to do it because he lived by faith. And so the writer gives this long list of God fulfilling his promise to his people. And so this is the common th thread throughout the chapter that God made a promise. He made promises to his people. The people responded in faith and God fulfilled his promises. And so the writer is telling us that God will fulfill his promise 
to bring us to that destination, to bring us to that city whose designer and builder is God. But we must have faith. We must believe Him. We must believe what Christ has said He will do. So what is faith? Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is belief in something that you cannot see based on information. So what is your faith in? What is, what is your, we all have faith, right? We all have faith. What is your faith in? What do you think is at the end of the trail? And where are you getting your information? And where is your faith leading you? You know, let, us, let us persevere in our faith in Jesus Christ, being assured that God will fulfill His promise to us. Let us pray. Father, we are so grateful for this chapter. It's such an encouragement to think back over the many thousands of years of Your faithfulness, like Floyd sang about earlier. Your faithfulness is shown true again and again. And now you've made a promise to us in Christ that through faith in Jesus Christ, we can be made right with you and we can receive eternal life. Jesus told us that he's preparing this place for us. And uh, that's the promise. And Lord, I pray that every person here would not have faith. We know everybody has faith. But they would place their faith in Jesus. Believing that you will do what you said you will do. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.